Hi, Mickey. Uh, what, what's the with, capitalism? What's with the shade? It is good. <laughs> Who's the communism? It is bad. Who's that? Who's that? An imitation of the? So you've got these kind of Ray this, Charles shades on, but I'm pretty sure that's not an imitation of Ray Charles. This is a little quiz for Bob. Okay, you're, now you're holding up a series of letters: B I F Biden Infrastructure. Wait, build close, close enough. Okay, and then B B B Build Back Better. BW, Barry Weiss University. Oh, they took a little hit this week. We should talk about that. BHL, uh, Bob has, um, th- trying to think of something positive. Logos. No, what? What is BHL? BHL? You don't know who BHL is? The famous BHL? The newest member of the blob? Uh, oh, Bernard uh, Henry, Henri, no, who? Uh, we. C'est moi. Well, he, he's not a new, he's an old member of the blob. What's his name again? He, he, uh, Ber- Bernardo Rilevi came out with a book and he's running around saying we shouldn't have gotten out of Afghanistan and of course. the project of internationalism is not over. All sorts of things like that. Huh. I, I, I was so, blissfully unaware of this. Uh, he's. I thought. Yeah. I, since you're the chronicler of the blob. I should, I should. I thought you should know. I should work him in on my talking points. I just want to come out as squarely against him. Um, uh, and the problem with Libya is just we didn't stick to it long enough. Hey, you know, Gaddafi's son is running for uh, president or something. I know. I'm almost for him, right? You? I mean, assume, when, 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 at this point, once for anybody who can pacify the country, right? Um. I suppose I, I I wouldn't go quite that far. I don't know that he has that capability, honestly. Um, right. He's kind of an odd guy. I heard him interviewed um, so, for a while. He was thought of as this great uh, Westernizing, liberalizing force. This is before right. the whole before the whole uh, before hell broke loose, and he supported uh, his father in all of his crackdowns. Um, um, so you heard the verdict, the Rittenhouse verdict. I heard the Rittenhouse verdict. Yes. He's innocent. Yeah, okay. uh, I wasn't shocked. Um, I, I wasn't shocked either. Uh, people who were shocked should read different things, as Jesse Single pointed out. Um, there was a, it. Uh, yeah. I guess the question now is, will they burn down Beverly Hills? I kind of don't think so. Well, Beverly Hills, I, re- I seriously doubt. But you'll be the first to know if they do. Uh, not the first Beverly Hills is is a target of choice now. Is it? You're, because yeah, yeah. But they, just b- because you are there, or for broader reasons? Not because I am there, but because uh, I don't know. It just it's always it, it it's always been a logical target if you're looking for a high profile place where rich people live, mm-hmm. uh, and with a bunch of stores you'd like to loot. Uh, Beverly Hills is the place, and it it's never happened. Everybody assumes because the police. Uh, engaged in racial profiling. <laughs> and basically, whenever there was a riot, they set up roadblocks and kept people out. Uh, and now they don't do that. And and it's also become a place where um, uh, African-Americans like to shop. I mean, uh, Is that it's right? become a focal point of attention. Yeah. The, the blacks have discovered Beverly Hills and nobody's quite sure why. They must have a lot of money, uh, right? It is pricey. They have enough money to 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 shop there, yeah. Uh, so what um, kind of stores? What uh, kind of stores attract the 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 black customer? Gucci, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, Alexander McQueen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always thought it would be uh, Tommy Hilfiger, but it's not. He opened a store and it went broke. So uh, anyway, that's. Uh, so, so it is anyway, possible. you're hunkered I, down just in case they come out. I will. You. I will see this. I will see the smoke. Mm-hmm. Have you Have uh, you hired a, a I, Kyle Rittenhouse type to look after I, you? I have not. I have not. I have not hired a Kyle Rittenhouse type. But there is a fa- a famous anecdote of a friend of mine who was having dinner with Shelby Coffee, who was the former Washington Post editor, uh, just a big time editor, one of the founders of the Style Section. I think he was the editor of the LA Times, even. Uh, anyway, he um, they were having a dinner in their hilltop abode during the riots, and they said, uh, and 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 one of them said, uh, uh, "Isn't it nice that we're untouched by the riots here? Look, we're having a peaceful dinner." And 
my friend said, yeah, that's because me and my friends have a roadblock down the street with guns. <laughs> so I was like, it's, uh, it's, it's less, it's more crude and armed than you would think. There, there was a, a, a wrinkle that could have, in principle, gotten Kyle Rittenhouse convicted that I wasn't aware of until recently. It's that if you are in, you know, if even if what you have an ostensibly valid self-defense argument, but the people threatening you, whom you're defending yourself against, were provoked uh, by something you did involving an unlawful act, then your self-defense uh defense uh, weakens or collapses. And, you know, he was accused of this misdemeanor of being underage. You know, he wasn't old enough to have that rifle in in uh, where he was. And in principle, I guess that could have caught him up, but apparently it didn't. Well, the judge dismissed that charge. He dismissed the misdemeanor. Well, that was that was that that deserves the attention. Gun, that that that's a very decisive act by the judge. Apparently, it's a technicality. The the gun wasn't long enough. There's an actual inch. It was an inch inch limit in the. I don't know if it's too long or not long enough. Anyway, it did it yeah. did not did not meet the technical requirements of the law. That makes sense because I've always said the real threat in in teenagers <laughs> running around with rifles is if they're like. An inch longer rather than they're an inch shorter. It's so it's so yeah. that extra inch it, that kills you. Yeah. It's um so now we're 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 due for an avalanche. If there's not a riot, there'll be a riot of takes, and I'm not ready for it. I'm planning to ignore it. Obviously, the kid should not be valorized excessively for going into a situation with a gun uh, where he probably wasn't gonna do a whole lot of good. Uh so, Apparently not. Um, now you had said that he was guarding uh, uh, some enterprise owned by a relative. Did that turn out to be he true? Was, he, he was guarding. He claimed to be guarding used car lots that were and it was asked. And the owners of the used car lots testified against him and said, we didn't ask him. We don't know who he was. But there are photographs of them talking and nobody quite believes the owners. They think the owners are trying to uh, have peace with the community. After all this, so. Uh, but didn't you say last week uh, one of the owners was related to him, like an uncle or something? I had heard that, but I'm, 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 I haven't oh, heard that Oh, speaking of things that so. turned out not to be true, last week, I did not assert this, but somebody on Twitter complained as if I had. I said, is it true that his mother drove him there? And then I said, I read that on Twitter. I don't know if it's true. Uh, this other guy on Twitter says it's not true. So now I've read both things on Twitter. And one of them I, is true. Either she my, did or she did. My channels who have been more accurate than the channels that predict that he was, that said he was a white supremacist murderer, um, say he, his mother did not drive okay. him there. So we've got these things but, straightened out. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I was all ready to talk about how it's obvious that the jury is hung, but the jury was not hung. Yeah, because they, they deliberated for how long? This was the fourth day. So there must have been some, uh, you know, some some resistance. But it's. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it seems weird that you would end up with an acquittal after that longer deliberation. Well, it depends on how many people. I mean, it's hard for one or two people to hold out, I think, just psychologically. I, I wonder what the threshold is, you know, the, the, the percentage of the jury that has to be holding out before it's likely to wind up deadlocked. I mean, just as a matter of of. Psych psychology. Yeah, social science. I'd like to not, know. I mean, yeah. in principle, those statistics uh, could exist. Um, I think my mother once hung a jury by herself. I was <laughs> I was poised to be to hold up a jury. It turns out, and then uh, and then they informed me before the jury uh, went for its deliberations that I had been the alternate. This was a, yeah. a a venue where they didn't tell you you were the alternate until the end. Right. And I was I was going to vote for conviction and they acquitted him in like a nanosecond. I don't know. Actually, actually, my mother turned around the jury. Sorry. Did she, she really? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. You're um, growing uncertain. That, what, what, do you know I, if it was uh, she was on the side of it was innocence a, or guilt? He was on the side of the power company that it uh, oh. Some guy had broken into some place and, you know, climbed somewhere he wasn't supposed to and had electrocuted himself. And she said he deserved it? She said he didn't deserve to be compensated by the power company. Oh, yeah. Um, so um, We had a case like that here. Um, speaking of which, the guys who, uh, the Malcolm X guys, 
uh, who didn't I, didn't it turns out didn't kill him. That's a weird that's a weird case. Do any of the do any of the stories uh, point to who did kill him? Because somebody killed him. There was a guy and, who was suspected from the beginning who was mentioned in one of the stories who was also, I think, yeah. a Nation of Islam guy. Um, and it, I, I and mean, well, one, and guy, never, one guy convicted did kill him. But but there were more than there was more than one person firing. And, and that's what's unclear. And there's a second guy who was kind of suspected who people I, I think fingers are, are pointing at now. But I wait, one of the people exonerated did, in fact, kill him. No, three people were convicted. One of them was oh, not exonerated. Okay. He admit right, okay. I think he admitted killing him. And the, and the weird thing is he said from the beginning, these two guys did not do it. They oh, were not okay. part of it, but they convicted them anyway. Now I understand. But and do any of the stories point the finger at Farrakhan, who everybody thinks was behind it? I I think the thinking is still that it was Nation of Islam, and I I assume uh, he is still suspected by some. Yes, yeah. I, okay. I haven't heard I haven't heard of of that judgment being altered by this. Um. Um. Well. Um. I await the uh, columns by my friends on the right saying. No, they really were guilty. Uh, I don't. I don't know. A, it, it's uh, it's strange. It's all very strange. Um. um uh, so, what else well, is going on? I'm surprised you haven't well, already brought up the obvious that the BBB bill passed. BBB bill passed, but it only passed the House. It's weird how that how after all this fuss, uh, it's hardly a footnote in the news. Uh, and the reason it's a lead, is it's a lead story in the New York Times. Oh, really? Okay. It's it's on the on uh, the web. It, it it it's um uh it, it's it's not a bill that the Senate's going to pass. So that's why it has to not the in the exact will. form. But it'll, the Senate will probably pass a version of it, right? And that will pu push. It well, back you to would the assume, House. but I would have said that that was iffy. But it certainly looks like it today. It depends what Joe Manchin, you know, decides to do. Uh, I don't. And the other the, the other thing is, everybody says Joe Manchin speaks for other senators. Well, where are these other senators? <laughs> you know, I mean, it sure looks like it's just Joe Manchin. But if he's speaking for other senators, isn't it time for them to maybe speak up for themselves? But go ahead. I would encourage that. It's hard for me to believe that uh, either he or Cinema wants it to be said about them that they prevented any bill at all from passing the Senate, right? I, I think even if they would like to send the House a bill that it can't swallow, they will do that. Uh, that's a very good point. I agree. I think the House will swallow practically anything. I don't know. So, I mean, you got such a thin margin. Somebody could stomp off. I, I don't know, uh, you know, but um, I do, you know, one thing, like I was starting to think maybe this is a brilliant electoral strategy. So, the way they adapted uh, to Manchin paring the bill down is that a number of the programs, you know, don't go so long. Some of them expire after a year, like the, like the child tax credit. I know you'll mourn its passing if it's not renewed, Mickey. But, the, um, but, it, but, it, but it occurred to me that then they can say in the midterms, like, look, you've got these things you like, right? Do you like this child tax credit? Do you like this? Do you like this? If you want them renewed, you have to elect Democrats in the House and Senate, right? Well, that's what they plan to do. The child tax credit doesn't pull very well, so that it's not clear that ah. it's not clear that the, 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 the enough of the people getting the three hundred dollar checks are so enamored of them that they will swing an election. But that's what they—that's certainly what they plan to do. The interesting thing to me is if suppose that f that fails and Republicans win, why can't the Republicans just repeal everything? The Democrats passed it all through reconciliation. The Republicans can repeal it all through reconciliation. And all this stuff is then a dead letter. Well, that's what I've never uh, understood about, in general, about the fact that they always pass something and claim it's going to last for 10 years. And, and, and you know, it's we, always like on a 10-year schedule. And you're like, has that ever lasted in the history yeah, of the Republic? Yeah, well, usually it's, usually it's uh, done, you know, not through reconciliation. And then it has to go through the oh, filibuster to be reversed. So there's a ratchet there. But now that everything is done through reconciliation, uh, you only need a majority. If the Republicans win a big majority, it seems to me they can easily repeal the stuff. And the lesson of Obamacare for them mm. 
is you better repeal it quickly because once it takes hold, uh, it's harder to repeal. Well, that's the thing. It will have taken hold. And and that's the question. Do they, I I would think there are a fair number of people who will get that tax credit who are inclined to vote Republican. And do they want to take it away from them? The tax credit's the only one that will have taken hold in any way uh, before before the election. They're not going to get a a paid leave, parental leave, even if it survives. They're not going to get that up and running by November. Uh, what about the, the Obamacare? Like I say, the child tax credit does not seem in the polls to have that electoral oomph. People think of it as a pandemic era program that was good temporarily, and they support it temporarily, right. but they do not support but, making but the it question, But the question is not going to be what percentage of Americans right now are saying they like it. The question is going to be, how many of those people who are getting it, and this doesn't have to constitute a majority of the electorate for it to be decisive, but but how many of them who are getting it don't want it taken away? And, and I think you cannot really predict that on the basis of polling because, you know, it's a, it's a totally different question and a relatively small number of voters can intimidate politicians. Um, right. The question would be, can the Republicans counter by saying, no, we want to preserve the tax credit. We just want to, you know, slim it down a bit. I mean, there was a tax credit before mm. before Biden. OK, right. it just only went to people who passed some sort of rudimentary minimal work test, earnings test, twenty five hundred dollars a year. And it cut off pretty high and it wasn't as big. So the Republicans are going to repeal that. They have always supported that. It's just a question of can they impose a little work test? which only lops off people at the bottom. So the question, the only people who will be losing the checks would be non-workers at the bottom. And how many of them are there and how much political clout do they have? I don't know. Well, is this uh, the idea of lopping off the, the work uh, thing, uh, of imposing a work requirement? Is that th- something people are discussing or is that just Mickey, Mickey Kaus's dream world? Well, no, it was originally one of Manchin's demands. He seems to have dropped it. Kevin McCarthy was talking about it in his eight-hour speech last night. He talked about pretty uh, so much everything, but I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> that if, included. That. I guess it. I guess if it didn't make Kevin McCarthy's speech, it doesn't exist. Yeah. But um, uh, but it, it's a, yes, it's an issue, uh, and it, it is the issue with the child tax credit. I mean the the thing that people who are opposed want is they don't they're okay to have it start at zero earnings. They just want it to phase in, so you don't get the full benefit unless you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, sub earnings because there was this study that showed that it was the phase in that caused people to go to work, not the okay, but, not the uh, you know the the minimal requirement. But, but for what about earnings. like the uh, enhanced subsidies for Obamacare, the Medicare benefits, such as they are, not including dental, I'm afraid. But won't those have kicked in within a year? I guess if the Democrats get their act together, yeah, well, the, the Obamacare subsidies exist now. So, yes. No, but, they no, but th- this bill increases them. More than now? No, I think it just preserves the enhanced increases that were enacted as part of the rescue plan. But okay. so I guess I guess my rule of thumb was be I, I support those things. I think they're good things. But if, if the the people who the, you know, the independent freelancers who got fucked when Obamacare passed and they had to pay through the nose for for programs after losing their private plans weren't strong enough to stop stop Obamacare and weren't strong enough to to really do much. And are they going to be strong enough to carry the day for the Democrats? I doubt it. I would think the Democrats, by far the Democrats' biggest uh, biggest, you know, possibility on the horizon you know, apart from the fact that, you know, the COVID will go away and inflation will go away and people will forget. Uh, and Biden's not doing such a bad job anyway, is uh, repealing Roe versus Wade. That's the thing that could put them uh, back in the game. Because if the Republicans wind up saying, OK, uh, it, it's a legislative, you know, the, the argument, if it's, if it's a clear legislative contest and the Republicans say, OK, we want to ban abortion and the Democrats say, no, we want regulated choice. Uh, the Democrats win mm-hmm. everywhere. So, yeah, practically. So, speaking uh, of which, isn't it about time that Stephen Breyer started uh, checking out retirement homes? That's what you say. Well, I mean, come on, it's pathetic. These guys are so self-centered. I'm not going to mention any names of recently deceased Supreme Court justices, but I will say maybe they're not he, all guys. 
maybe he reacts negatively to uh, crazy left-wing pressure and doesn't consider himself a crazy left-winger. It's not crazy left-wing. It's, it's, it's pressure you know, from everyone who's not a conservative Republican. It should be. Uh, it has, this the, isn't the, a far left demand. With, the far left, the far left the, wants to burn the whole thing down. This is like a the pressure started with with Professor Chemerinsky. So I would put him on the left of the legal firm. I, mean. I thought the, the pressure was pretty widespread. Now I know the part of the of the bill of of uh, BBB if it's still in it, which I think it is, it's going to drive you crazy. Aside from ta- child tax credit, can you guess? Um, well, here I wanted to talk about that because it's a great uh, mystery. Uh, there are these. There's an immigration amnesty of the bill. No, that's what not what I was thinking about. But yeah, you, you were thinking about that. You probably yeah. You can probably list a lot of things that drive you crazy. Go ahead, go crazy. Well, the, the weirdness about the immigration amnesty is it's a, it's an amnesty, and traditionally people have gone berserk opposing an amnesty. Uh, it's it 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 doesn't give citizenship. It gives like a DACA like DACA like protection dreamer-like protection for 8 million people. Mm-hmm. But that's amnesty. They get to stay in the country legally and they'll never be kicked out and they can, you know, do everything that uh, any other legal resident could do. So it's um, it's a big deal. And normally we'd be going berserk, but uh, everybody sort of assumes the parliamentarian is going to knock it out in the Senate. So uh, so they aren't going berserk, which is bizarre. And And the answer to it seems to be that the, the the chief opponent of the bill, which is a group called Numbers USA, secretly is going berserk. I mean, they always do things under the radar. They have a vast telephone network and letter writing network, and they are on DEFCON 2, uh, even though in case the parliamentarian rules against them. But it's just a weird thing of the public discourse that this thing we've been debating for, you know, two decades is about to happen and nobody's making a fuss about it. Well, why uh, are you screaming more about it? I had to drag this I out. I assume the, I take my cue from, from Numbers from USA and everybody assumes the parliamentarian's going to knock it out. They all concede there's a chance she won't uh, and they'll deal with it then. But, uh, you know, the, I, I, so that made the, uh, the child tax credit is the near threat and the amnesty is the far threat. Um. Uh, anyway, what were you talking about? Sorry. I, uh, the key word here is unions. Does that ring a bell? Well, it, it, the, the, there, there is a very good piece by Ron Brownstein about how, uh, words that I never thought would pass my lips, about how um, uh, Biden's, Biden's playing funny throws away the old line of, you know, the way the way to have the economy one in the future is everybody gets training and education and the whole the whole the the the, the training solution the education wait, solution. Wait, wait, what what are, are what part of the bill are you talking about now? Just the whole bill. It's larded through. They, 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 the whole thing is allegedly designed the infrastructure and the social spending bills to create jobs that could be filled by people without college educations and. And how do they make those jobs pay? They make the jobs pay by larding the bill with union protections like Davis-Bacon Act requirements for all the infrastructure, prevailing wage requirements, and by just gratuitously doubling the pay of childcare workers so it doesn't become a market sector at all. It becomes a government-subsidized sector that pays where a childcare worker gets paid as much as an elementary school teacher uh, just by force of the government decree. Uh, and and my worry is that 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 union provisions like that have uh, traditionally imparted a sclerosis to the economy, and and the solution to the income inequality problem shouldn't be these uh, these creaky union mechanisms that don't work. Uh, so and I assume that there's a some version of the pro act is part of the bill, which is designed to make it easier to unionize. I do not think it's a pure card check, old old card check provision. It's sort of a half-assed version of the old card check provision. I was thinking about a, a provision that I think is in it that is is at the intersection of two of your, two of your obsessions, your anti-unionism and your pro-automobilism. This electric vehicle thing, you know? Oh, but they... 
they just they just announced that they can they're going to throw that out the window to please mansion. They're going to well, it's in the bill now, but they're going to throw it out, or they did throw it's it. It's in the bill now that you get a higher higher electric vehicle subsidy if your electric vehicle is made by unionized workers. Right. And Mansion objected. He has a Toyota plant in his state uh. that is not unionized, and it's sort of a silly provision. Uh, I don't know. It, it, so I think they're going to replace it with one that says you get a higher credit if your uh, car is made in America. Okay, so that would be uh, that would be more pure Trumpism. This was an approximation of Trumpism, but this is now pure Trumpism. So um, here's my question: uh, the tw- it's, uh, there's up to a twelve thousand dollar five hundred tax uh, incentive. To, to get an electric vehicle, is that a credit or a deduction? You know? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a credit. That's huge. That's a lot of money. It's huge. And it, 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 it I don't, my, my attitude has always been, there's this, there was this avalanche of electric vehicles coming down the pipeline before Biden took office. The whole industry is committed to this. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Uh, the, the idea that it needs a huge subsidy. Kind of nuts. Seems, seems kind of nuts. On the other hand, uh, if it's made in uh, USA, that has a different rationale. If it's made in USA, is is that so terrible? And 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 also, uh, historically, there has been a lot of resistance to electric cars. Uh, you know, they, they they come out with these models, and then nobody buys them because they're worried that they're not going to be able to recharge. Seems them. to be uh, so. The, the resistance uh, not, seems so to be so. Maybe they know something. Resistance is crumbling. Only this week, yet another new electric car startup surpassed Ford in its market yeah. capitalization. Well, there, there are hundreds of them. There's Rivian. There's Lucid. Well, those are the two. Uh, those are the two that are that surpassed uh, Ford recently. Yeah, but um, the Lucid is beautiful. But um, you know, in my neighborhood, the, the, that you're right. That it's the the resistance has clearly been overcome. There are five electric cars on my block. If you go, you know, go to a stoplight, there are five Teslas in a row. I mean, I mean, you know, people have figured out how to charge their car. It's nothing like that here. Uh, But over the last year, you've started to see a whole lot of Teslas. Uh, And uh, before that, I almost never saw them. Um, Uh, So so this means that I I bet if they I bet they overdid it and they'll cut it back. Apparently the the, the Toyota Prime, which as Parrot Room uh, people know, is some is related to a car I'm considering to buying, but um, that would get a significant subsidy. That that is a plug-in, but also a hybrid. So you can, in principle, there's no range limit because there is a gas engine. Do plug do plug-in hybrids qualify? Not for, for the, the twelve thousand five hundred, but apparently, Trid- p- uh, preliminary googling suggests it would be something significant. I don't know, the, four or five thousand or something. The 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 traditionally the prime has not sold well. Yeah, it's and weird. Environmental environmentalists demanded. A plug-in hybrid, and then nobody bought it. It has tremendous and, appeal to me. The thing I don't like is that apparently, so this is like the Rob Four. I mean, not to get too far into parrot room territory, but so they keep adding weight. Like the hybrid is a little heavier than the regular Rob Four. The plug-in is five hundred pounds heavier than the hybrid, but they don't change the brakes. So you keep getting you know longer stopping times. So so the more expensive, like the Prime, is is in effect less safe. It takes you longer to stop the car. Um, good point. Thank you. I didn't realize that. Thank you. But, but when you, when you do crash into somebody, you're like a lead battering ram. You just destroy them. Well, the other thing is that think of it that all way. all these cars now have the auto brake thing. So they will put on the brakes for you. And apparently Honda's is pretty aggressive to begin with. So you probably will not in fact kill the, uh, run into the car or they also look out for pedestrians. I, um, I almost got it in a, a, a fender bender on the freeway. And the car behind me swerved at the last minute and, and didn't hit me. Yeah. Because uh, you break suddenly. I you realized suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. The car. Yeah. The car in front. Of, it was a standard thing. The car in front of me broke suddenly. I broke suddenly. And the guy behind me was definitely going to hit me. And I was bracing for it and it didn't. And, and that's because you can now steer while you apply the brakes full, full all the way. And you didn't used to be able to because do that. Because it'll keep you from spinning out of control. Because you don't. You, the anti-lock brakes controls the controls how hard the brakes are pushed and you don't have to worry about, it just sends these pulses of brake activity. Yeah. And between the pulses, you can steer. Oh, you I see. You didn't used it's, to have control of the car while you were braking full speed. I see what so, you mean. As hard as you can. 
So the guy behind me must have taken advantage of that and got out of the way. But see, this is what worries me about these things that, that put the brakes on automatically. If I'm needing to stop suddenly on the highway, I usually look in the rearview mirror. And if somebody's following me closely, I try not to brake too aggressively. And these, I, I doubt that these systems will yeah. take that into account. I did that too. Yeah. It's amazing how much you can think of in the second and a half before you crash into the car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, why can't I think that fast all the time? Um, I asked Kyle Rittenhouse. Sounds like he did a lot of thinking in very small... Uh, I calculated that the man would get the gun and kill me and kill other people. I did a lot of thinking in. Uh, well, it's weird. I was I ran over a cat two years ago. Yeah, and I remember thinking when this cat darted in front of me. Now should I put on the brakes, or does the cat anticipate that I'm going to go at full speed so I I will in fact hit the cat if I put on the brakes because he will think I will be past it. Sounds like you guessed and wrong. I guessed wrong. Yeah. And I think the answer is you should always put in the brakes because the cat does not realize you're a car. He thinks you're another animal and the another animal would veer off course unless it was an elephant. Hmm. Uh, so the cat expects you to stop or try to stop. Unless the something. cat is from a part of the world where there are elephants. You, you should take that into account. I did. I, I did. I said. You know, what kind of cat is this? Is, yeah. Um, so um, anyway, just quickly on, on this, uh, I have a question about Elon Musk. I mean, maybe I can say this in paraphrase, okay. but is he consciously uh, kind of courting an ideological customer base? Um, I mean, d this uh, week he said, what was it he said uh, about Bernie Sanders? I didn't know you were still alive. Uh, like Bernie Sanders is supporting attacks on on wealthy people. So so Elon Musk tweets, I didn't know you were still alive, which is really pretty cruel and and I think uh, disgusting. I mean, I mean, Bernie Sanders better, is pretty old, you know. People say that to me all the time. Well, it's, it's better than the worst thing you can say. Which is? What's happened to you? Oh, that's what people tell or me all you, the time. You it, used it, to be big in pictures, but we know what you say about that. Um, um, so, it, it, and uh, and then he says Biden. It is was he, juvenile. It was it was so less juvenile than the other thing he tweets. It didn't bother me. We also tweeted Biden is a UAW puppet uh, in response to this tax thing. But but it is, uh, you know, corporate titans used to take great pains to avoid you know, sending out any ideological vibes at all. I don't want to antagonize anyone. It sounds to me, I think he has an idea of his customers like your Joe Rogan listener, kind of. And uh, I don't know. It, 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 I think you're attributing too much long range planning. I mean, his customer base now is exactly the opposite. If you surveyed all the Tesla owners in Los Angeles, you know, they would not be the right wing they would be the left well they wouldn't be bernie sanders voters uh a lot of, sure they would be i don't they, know the the, the 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 left thing I, I guarantee i live across from the i lived across from the code pink house bob they all drove teslas okay this is code pink this, these are so far left that they hate hillary clinton because she's a neoliberal okay they're left uh they mm -hmm. probably hate bernie sanders because he's too weak too so but anyway Left wingers drive Teslas. Maybe they'll. Maybe Musk will change that. But why would he want to change? I. That? I, it makes I would. No sense. I would guess that. The, well, anyway, I, I, it's an empirical question. But You're, he's a weird. He's he, a weird guy. He's a weird he, guy. You. Re, he could see the competition down the road and say, "I need a market niche, right? Yeah. So I'm going to have the conservative." But he doesn't think like that. He thinks he's going to dominate the world. Now, elsewhere yeah. in creepy shit, you've got uh, Paul Gosar, uh, well, getting rightly censured. And I guess they took away his committee uh, assignments, which is. I thought that was excessive. I it don't was think a it's cartoon. Excessive. It was a cartoon. He shouldn't have done it. You shouldn't have somebody killing anybody. Oh, but wasn't she on. like. It was a 50 foot anime that came, uh, you know. 50 foot? It was a well known. Well, she was portrayed as a. It was a, it was a science fiction fantasy. It mm. was. It wasn't nearly as bad as the staging of Julius Caesar in Central Park, where they had somebody stab a lifelike uh, Trump impersonator. Yeah, but okay, there that wasn't was, somebody in that Congress. Was much more, talk about course, talk about coarsening the dialogue. That was much worse. But Mickey, than this. that wasn't. This was bad. 
Censoring is fine. Mickey, Taking away the Mickey, committee, I thought was the successful. Central Park thing wasn't done by somebody in Congress. Okay, there's nothing. I understand you can do. that. This time, it, you I know. understand that. But the 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 they were punishing him just because they don't like him and they think he's an asshole. And no, this was egregious. No, no, I think this is a serious punishment. God damn it! In this climate, in the modern climate in America, where Congress people actually have been shot in person by crazy people, and and things have only gotten more heated since then, I think it's disgusting. Well, we'll see. I, I, I he I and by the way, he is a nut. Do. I mean, you only have to listen to. One sentence. They were, well, then, now you're getting into the to, now you're getting into the real reason he was censured, which is because he's a nut. Well, but this is a manifestation of the nuttiness and a dangerous manifestation. But it's it, you're supposedly only to be outraged by the manifestation. You can see he can't be censured just because he's a nut. Uh, people have a right to elect a nut if they want to elect a nut. Um. Well, people have the right to elect a guy who gets censured too. Um. And they may well reelect him. Now, what's your view on Lauren Boebert? I know so little about Lauren Boebert. Well, I mean, her uh, saying that uh, Ilhan Omar is part of the, quote, jihad squad. Um, it's a good pun. It's like, oh, Mickey, it's give like, me a break. Uh, well, look, do you agree with me? That it's like, um, do you agree with me? Like, that it's like Leon calling Gore Vidal Abu Vidal. It's a okay, you're kind of changing nice the subject, shot. though. Do you think, I mean, you don't, so you don't think it's a serious uh, thing at all that, that, it probably is serious, but just what you just told me is just a, a good shot. You know, it, you, you're saying it's a good thing. That she, I don't think it's a good thing. Playing on, playing on uh, an egregious Muslim stereotype, talking about a member of Congress who's a Muslim, uh, employing this stereotype. And it's a stereotype that basically says you're an enemy of the state and you, you're cool with that. I assume she is saying that that, that, that they're uh, anti-Israel in a way she disagrees with. That's not what jihad means. That would be the only that would, that would be the only hook she could have that would be legitimate. That's not a legitimate hook. I mean that that's that and the issue of jihadism are are pretty much completely separate. I mean, no, um, you know, and and, and, and completely and, but, separate. But, but speaking of, yeah, it's not. That's not like a trope about anti-Israel people. They are also jihadists. Almost all the people called anti-Israel in America, a, are not Muslim, and b, are not in any sense jihadists. More of a, the, I mean, even well, even the, the issue is it, even the suicide bombers during the Second Intifada weren't saying this is part of jihad. They were saying we're under occupation. They wouldn't say it's part of jihad. I don't remember that, them that was saying what I'm it. Questioning. I, I mean, I mean, look. I find that hard to believe. They might have, they might have gotten them fired up to to commit suicide that way, but that was not a big talking point. Come on, you, you know um, she's not even thinking that. She's just. I can't believe you're defending this. I cannot believe it. I believe in a robust and and uh, and uh, well, you know. Well, tell me debate this: where people are constantly worried that Bob Wright is going to want to strip them of their. Well, tell me this: virtually no Republican condemned her. Do you agree that if a member of Congress uh, used some kind of uh, egregious Jewish stereotype to characterize a member, a Jewish member of Congress, there would be a bipartisan uproar and, and the person would be censured? Do you, do you agree that know. in that case, the Republicans would be on board? I wouldn't be on board. That was You're not my question. Me. That was not my question. Sure. Of the, the course, the Republicans would be on board. The, uh, well, the, there's a double standard, but the, um, and do you applaud my, the I work for standard? a senator. I work for a senator called Howard Betzenbaum, the senator from B'nai B'rith, and he was condemned for that. And that was bullshit. He has every right to call Howard Betzenbaum the senator from B'nai B'rith. Uh, it, wait, we, we, I didn't you know, say he didn't good, have, the it was a good shot. I didn't say he didn't have the constitutional right to say it. I, I said that but my point, uh, uh, my point is that there are, you, you you can get away with some of that. Obviously, you can. Collins did get away. That's with not it. the question. Oh, you mean with uh, that stuff? Well, I don't know. What? By the way, what is B'nai B'rith? All I know is it's an organization. What does it represent? Well, it's a. I, I assume it's a. I'm, uh, I, mean, aunt, you, I mean, is it comparable? Asking to, me about anything Jewish. Asking me about anything Jewish is always perilous. But I I assume it's the. Jewish equivalent of the NAACP, sort of. So not exactly comparable to jihadism in this case. No. Okay. You're the one that brought it up. Um, oh, uh, no, I brought it up. Sorry. So it's not even uh, it's not even a classic anti-Semitic trope. I, I'm. 
I I'm constantly accused of of brighting out anti-Semitic tropes. It's become a wildly overbroad category. You can't attack George Soros because anything that if you attack George Soros, that by definition is an anti-Semitic trope. Well, I think that's that's crazy. ridiculous. I think that's crazy. Um. um okay. So, well, a, 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 anyway, I'm I'm in a I'm in a pro pro non cancellation mood because this this is read- a classic cancellation by any means. This this is uh, about Congress stringently upholding rules of decorum for one thing, but also trying to make sure that people in Congress are like good role models. Do you want Americans all over the place going on TV and I don't calling think Congress Muslims jihadists? Enforce, you think that's good? I don't good? think Congress should enforce role modelism on its members. They should have censured Gosar. That's fine. Doesn't bother me. Uh, I just I just think the it's like the Academy Awards where they, they give Eddie Albert an Academy Award for some shitty performance because they love Eddie Albert and they think you should have given him the award for previous performances. Uh, they're, they're punishing Gosar because they think they should have punished him before for other things. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a trivial incident, not that important. That's what you it said about- fucking cartoon. That's what you and, said about- And, and, and it's, it's, you know- That's what you said about is, Trump saying the election was, was stolen. You said that for weeks. It, well, then I stopped saying it. Yeah, well, yeah. Takes a lot of evidence. Um, yes, it does. Uh, I, anyway, I'm, I, I, I think the press is blowing it out of proportion because they want something nasty to say about Republicans when uh, you, you at least Republicans agree. Republicans seem to be mysteriously dominant in the polls. I don't, that's one thing wait, I want to Wait, but don't about. you think Gosar and Boebert are just a little more whacked out than anybody on the Democratic side in the in the in this respect. I mean, what are comparable uh, things Democrats do? Pretty much. I mean, the 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 most whacked out person on the Democratic side, Barbara Lee, seems to now be a respected stateswoman. Well, what did she do? What's <laughs> the most whacked out thing she did? She had the wisdom not to vote for the uh, the authorization of the use of force um, after the, right, right. No, I agree. There was something. There was some. I, there was something about she's the only somebody associated with her campaign pissed on American servicemen or something. Somebody associated with her campaign. Well, that's. I, I don't know. I, there was. A, I, I I don't want to libel her because I'm. Not, I don't remember. I just remember when there was, I, I anyway, I remember there was some boo-ha. Well, I would just say there are two asymmetries. One is uh, in the extent to which uh, Muslims get protection uh, in terms of speech and the extent to which other ethnic groups do. That's an asymmetry. And the other is like on the craziness uh, front between uh, Republicans well, in Congress and Democrats. Well, you're probably right about that. What's, what's I don't want to argue with you just for the sake of arguing. What was the first one? Muslims get protection, meaning you can- I mean, No, they don't Muslims. get protection. They don't get protection. Don't Again, get, okay. you know, she if this, if this were an anti-Semitic remark, Congress would be united in opposition. Would they censure her? I'm not so sure. If it was, if it was as bad as this, I mean, that's as bad as it gets. I mean, I mean, this is worse and more, more overt than 90% of the things that do get condemned as anti-Semitism in terms of in terms of uh, how explicit and uh, kind of pernicious the trope is. I mean, we're constantly told that jihad is not necessarily violent. Jihad <laughs> is just a personal struggle. Yeah. And they're this they're the squad that believes in the. Yeah, personal and, and I know. It's and like, I've heard Lauren Boebert say that to her it's credit. Like, it's like Takoon. To just her like credit. I have healing heard, the world, Bob. I have heard Lauren Boebert more than once say you have to realize jihad is about an internal struggle. It's a matter of the heart. These people mean us no harm. You're right, Mickey. That's a good point. <laughs> well, if it, I, before you start punishing people on the basis of you know what they they meant, I just think I just think we want to cut people some slack. But I'm sure Bobert is insane, so I'm not defending Bobert. <laughs> well, that helps. Let's move on um, to, to Barry Weiss. Another uh, well, actually, I want to. Okay, I go had ahead. some. I had two other sort of vague, gossy. I do want to get to Barry Weiss. Mm. But um, uh, the first thing is, why is Biden doing so badly in the polls? He he hasn't done that badly as president to justify these incredibly low poll numbers. Uh, 
And my theory is it just it 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 is the administration has this habit of uh, it's like of wishful thinking. In other words, they want to pull out of Afghanistan. Good. So they latch on to the wishful thinking that no bad consequences will ensue when they tell us. And it turns out to be a pack of lies. They want to treat immigrants, migrants more humanely at the border. OK, so they latch on to this bullshit about how there won't be a surge in the border as a result of this. That that turned out to be a lie. Uh, and, uh, you know, they want they 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 want to pass these uh, big spending plans. So they latch on to the idea that any inflation will be transitory, which is turning out to probably be a lie. Uh, not a lie. So they may have believed people, it. Well, it turns out not to happen. Could we'll be. see. We'll it, see. It depends on what transitory means. But it, it's been it's been more untransitory than we thought when Biden first said it uh, already. Even Paul Krugman said it's less it's less. By the way, what I said thought. last week that that so. getting covid under control uh, is the key to, you know, normalizing life. Now the conventional wisdom. That is now the conventional wisdom. A lot of people yes, are saying congratulations. That. Thank you. You beat it by a week. Thank you. Um. So any, but I, I just think that's if you're looking for the central fuck up at the the Biden administration, it's the idea that we can tell the public anything, anything just to get over the hump uh, uh, and pass what we want. And and that has come crashing down all over the place. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think. Look, I, I uh, in a way, it's not that shocking. I mean, so you're you're saying these are the explanations for why uh, his, his I, maybe I mean, it may be too high minded an excuse for why he has such. Bad I mean, I think obviously if he. If he, if he went up and said, look, you know, we don't think this will be inflationary, but we want to do it anyway. And, you know, there's a trade off here. I just think that would be more. Uh, um, go over better with the public. Yeah, I, I think I mean, first of all, Afghanistan did hurt. But but I think also it's like part of it is like. You know, people wanted relief from Trump, but then you get the relief and you start taking that for granted. And it's like, in a lot of ways, life still sucks. COVID is still here. It complicates your life. You got these damn supply chain things that both cause inflation and mean you can't get a hold of the goods you want to get a hold of. There's a, there's a lot of stuff to still not like. And but if you, Biden and, just, yeah. If Biden just said exactly that and seemed to be combating the problem, he would not be at 38% in the polls. Well, he also seems to be kind of out to lunch, you know, and- and to some extent, I think he is. I mean, he's not a very, uh, you know, he's not a very charismatic figure at at his stage in life. I don't know. It, it definitely seems a little overdone to me, but life's not back to normal either, you know? And, and it's frustrating that it keeps seeming like it's going to get back to normal and then doesn't. Like this week, COVID numbers are starting to drift back upwards. The deaths have plateaued, not continued to fall. They may be drifting up. Uh, you know, as well as the case numbers. Well, and and so he, see, he seems to be untroubled by it all. That's I guess he's sort no, of, he's trying. He, to, he has this sort of he has this sort of copacetic attitude. Well, you know, I, you know, so I love, you know, so Afghanistan, this will pass. You know, he is, is one calamity after another. And he just sort of is. Well, wait, I mean, Afghanistan un, unruffled. And that's sort of a virtue, but it's not. Afghanistan is a done deal. I mean, he, he withdrew. He can't say, well, why don't we reengage? He's got to say, I think it'll pass. That, that's pretty much all he can say. The, uh, I mean, I, I, well, I have issues with how he's handling the post-Afghanistan policy, but they're not the ones you'd have. But on COVID, he's not acting like that. In fact, he's trying to implement this mandatory uh, vaccination that may get derailed uh, on, uh, you know, on by judges and and uh, but but it's a you can't you can't deny that it's a big dramatic move. He's also doing things. He's also spending a lot of government money to make sure this new uh, COVID therapy uh, from Pfizer is available to people. He is doing stuff on that front, and I you know the supply chain um, stuff is less amenable to executive action. I think at his end, he's trying to do little things he can talk about. By the way, do you think that, I guess he, that the he, vaccine mandate his his energy seems to be on BBB? Well, it's a big thing. Maybe that's just from where I. But why? Why is he doing it? Why? Why is why is he putting all his energy in this thing that is irrelevant to the crisis we're in now? And then he comes up with some bullshit about how it's you know raising the childcare workers' 
wage from 30,000 to 60,000. They're going to fight inflation, Bob. I mean, it's insane. Well, I mean, most of the stuff was in the bill inflation. before the inflation meme got. Well, really that's rolling. the point. If you just said that, and then yes, but it's inflationary. It's in the bill because well, they were worried about inflation. You can't a bill that is this narrowly getting through the congressional gauntlet. You can't start dramatically rewriting at the end. Um, of course you can. It happens all they're, they're going to do that. Well, it's going to they're going to throw the gauntlet out is, huge the chunks gauntlet of it. is going to do it. You can't afford to uh, to throw in additional complications. The um, so do do you think so? Is this vaccine mandate going to wind up in the Supreme Court? One federal judge, of course. So so is that the next stop for it? I don't know. The, I don't know what procedural posture it's in. There. I mean, it could wind up in the Supreme Court in that if the you know the 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 intermediate appellate court decides what the Supreme Court wants, the Supreme Court will just say we decline to review. But at some point, the the, the final decision will be made by the Supreme Court. Okay. Uh, on anything that's important. Um, the, uh, so, okay. So what's, what's your theory for why Biden, that's your theory for why Biden's doing so badly. It's just uh, look, life still sucks. Uh, the numbers seem to me a little lower than his order, but then is in order, but it doesn't seem surprising to me. God right. knows Kamala's low numbers aren't surprising to me. The I've o- never seen the other thing is there. people are, people didn't really know Joe Biden and they're waking up to the Joe Biden that everybody knew was there all along. But I this mean, isn't the one that has, everybody knew was there all along. Everybody who covers Congress had minimal respect for Joe Biden. No, but the, he used to be a and, lot and more. And they're, they're discovering the minimal respect that the press corps already had. No, but he used to be a lot more vibrant. And, you know, he's the problem is he's not even that. The the vibrant Biden wasn't such a day in the park either, Bob. But he didn't. He the vibrant like, Biden was a blowhard filled with bullshit. Fine, but he's you. You still have that. It just is less coherent. <laughs> and it, it takes it. longer. The blowhardism takes it's, longer to get out of his mouth. You get. <laughs> yeah. No, but he he now has a sort of humility that he never had before, and that's a good thing. It's kind of charming. They're virtues. To, it's like you and me. As we get old, we get humble and uncertain of ourselves in a way that people find charming. That's why all exactly. those YouTube commenters like us. Exactly. The second thing is the second gauzy thing is I, I'm beginning to say I realize that I've I hang around with these right wingers and I a lot of Trump supporters. Uh, not a single, you know, then they're, they're not the, they're not the, you know, the, they're not the deplorables out in rural areas, but they're, they're not full deplorables, but there are people who voted for Trump and not never Trumpers. They do not, not a single one has said they wanted him to run again. They all do well, not Well, that's want my to run question again. is, are, are like, are like kind of, uh, are, are, I, I, here's the question. What coalition of Republican elites could plausibly get together to try to engineer somebody to beat Trump in the primaries? Would it, I mean, could there be a coalition of kind of pro-Trumpers and, I don't know, I'm I'm imagining a candidate who takes the politically optimal part of Trumpism, you know, little protectionism, tough on immigration, and marries it with, uh, you know, some, well, some things you probably wouldn't like that are more BBB-like, but anyway, subsidies to uh, low-middle-income people. And uh, is there a coalition of elites that goes beyond the Trumpists? Because I don't think there are enough, I don't know, you tell, does that make sense? Well, I think that's the sweet spot. For, forget whether there's a work requirement on this aid to the to the low- and middle-income, but... Um, that's the sweet spot. And the question is, is, uh, but my point is that Trump is the emperor has no clothes. And at some point the clothes are sort of, or the clothes of the emperor are sort of coming off. And at some point it's, people are going to realize that at least, at least among the upper part of the Trump's Trump, uh, Trump land, he has no support. People don't want him to run again. Yeah. But all you so talk to is at some point that has to have an impact. Okay. It's Does maybe it? is is it going to dissuade him from running again? No, then somebody has to beat him. But wait, is that person going to be DeSantis? Not necessarily, although he's the front runner. But somebody will do what you do, and he will do better in the primaries, like Gene McCarthy versus LBJ, but, but, or like Bernie Sanders versus Hillary. He's going to do way better than expected because the emperor has no clothes. Okay, but That's the people point. you're talking to and hearing this from are pretty much all elites. Right. 
And the lesson, one of the lessons of Donald Trump the first time around when he won was, who needs the elites? There weren't many Republican elites who wanted him to get the nomination. He just appealed to the people and got the votes. But if if he even loses his elites, it's, it's, I mean, it seems- How many of those point, are there? How many of those At are some there? point, the deplorables who aren't the elite are, uh, they're open to another Trumpy guy coming along and stealing some of Trump's thunder. That's- it, that's the hope. Maybe I'm just being wishful thinking like Biden, but it does seem I'm struck by that nobody, nobody really wants him to run again. Usually somebody wants you to run again. Nobody wants Biden aside or from Jason, either. Aside from Jason Miller and people who are actually on his payroll, nobody wants him to run again. Same with, uh, same on the Democratic side. Nobody wants Biden or Harris. So maybe they, you know. There's some people. Jill? I don't know. Chris Coons, he wants they're, Biden. They're, they're, he's from Delaware. It's a senator oh, from Delaware. Um, uh, they're, 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 you know, that's an interesting point. I mean, does nobody wants anybody? D- does Tim Kaine and Mark Warner just positively not want, not want Biden to run again? So and they surely don't want Harris to run. So. Right. What do they want? I mean, but uh, elite, elites should be huddling in both parties right now and trying to do this this old fashioned thing that's hard to do these days of like making the smoke filled filled room actually right. work. Right. The um, there was this crazy rumor that Kamala Harris was going to quit or somehow be removed. That is crazy. And that Congress was going to have to. Uh, uh, okay, a new uh, vice president the way they okayed Nelson Rockefeller under whatever amendment applies. And uh, it, it went up to Chad Pergram, who's a very respectable political reporter for Fox. He's on Fox, but he's not a crazy man. He actually reports facts. And uh, the idea, I guess, that Kamala's camp somehow felt this would help her, it would it would destroy Biden. It would her, her flexing her Samson-like power to bring down Biden. I just that seems so deluded to me. It wouldn't bring down Biden. It would only destroy her. So it, the idea that she's going to quit seems insane. Uh, uh, and how are they? They can't. They sounds, can't get rid of her. Sounds like a nutty rumor. But surprising numbers of people believed it. Mickey, we're at fifty-seven minutes. We're past the warning sign. We're past the five-minute uh, warning. Well, Okay. The um, so why well, wanted to time to list parrot room topics? Well, well, I wanted to I wanted to bring up Barry Weiss because I uh, I actually went and read something on uh, on her uh, website. For first, I can they, tell you're about to troll me, but go ahead. No, first I, I I wanted to print up these jerseys that said Barry Weiss University. Yeah, totally. The company refused. They wouldn't let me. They said it was a copyright violation. Oh, man. And I tried to say, wait, Barry Weiss University doesn't exist. <laughs> How could it be a copyright violation? And um, but I, why argue with them? They're not going to do it. So I'm not going to have another company. My, and this time sign into the, the, the place as Barry Weiss. Just say, my name is Barry Weiss. I live in California. I'm trying to be start much a university. Just a silkscreen it myself, man. These people have never heard of Barry Weiss. The people who do the, uh, at these companies, I, I, just tell I don't them know. you anyway. are Barry Weiss. I will tell them. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, Barry Weiss is a public figure. It seemed like fair comment. It was a joke. I was printing up three of them. Oh my god! But it seems like it seems like they were a little gun shy. Uh, but they're all going to be a little gun shy. They're not going to make that much money off of me anyway. The um, and then I went and read her her, uh, you know. First, I didn't realize that Nellie Bowles had quit the Times and gone to work for Right, her. that's her wife. I think they're married, uh, yes. Right, and, and so that's a huge loss to the Times. Then I went and read Nellie Bowles's, like, you know, blog today. And you liked it? It was, it was terrific. She's a good writer. It was fucking great. She's a good writer. And, and it, it was not just about cancel culture. It was not just about the things you would expect. That's not her Barry beat. That, that's, that was not her beat at the Times, especially. Right, but it's, it was about inflation and it was about making fun of the Democrats who are saying inflation doesn't matter now just because they have to say that. It, 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 it led me to believe that this could be like the greatest publication in America. This could be- This is the a, trolling I'll, Bob part that I was waiting for. I'll talk about it in the parrot room. Okay. We'll troll you we in the We will troll room. Bob further in the parrot room. Um, 
Let's see. And what do there? I want to. I, yeah. Go ahead. I pledged. I will. I will have watched Andrew Sullivan's sixty minutes appearance. He was on sixty minutes. He was on sixty minutes. Now that's trolling us, man. For what? That is really annoying. That God, Andrew talk is about surviving a cancellation minutes. attempt. Jesus. Really. And apparently he, he like talks about the. They ask him about the bell curve and all the old. They oh they issues. did. Yeah. Anyway, why was he so on I sixty to, minutes? I mean, is he he's even bigger than we thought, Mickey? I think he thinks our democracy is in peril, Bob. Oh well, it, I think that. Why why am I not on sixty minutes? And that sets him apart because they 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 really want to piss you off. It's the they're British have, accent. First, they're going to have Andrew. They're going to have Andrew Sullivan, then they're going to have Ann Applebaum. Oh my God! Oh, I want to talk about it's her. It's going to take. Room. It's going to take years for them to get down to you. I'm going to talk about Ann Applebaum in the parrot room. I, I listened to an interview with her that kind of drove me over the edge. Um, Great. The, that's uh, what we like. Um, I want to, I want to. Uh, if that's what it is, I love it. If it's what you say, I love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? I suppose I can think of more trash to talk about Sam Harris. I'll try. I don't know. I'll do my best. Um, um I will. I will. I will also have read your blog about Sam Harris. I hope that's a long piece. The last one? No, you will not have time. Really? Three thousand words. Blog is not the word. It's called a newsletter. This is. Called I thought an we've essay. given. I, I thought we've given ourselves extra time between this and. We are okay. If you want to read, it, if you want to read it, feel free. I'd love to talk about that. Um, I'll, which is in 3, the non-zero words is not that long newsletter. Um. I guess I'll have to do my little, uh, uh, um, I, I, I'll say a little more about this, this book on uh, John Foster and Alan Dulles that I read, uh, and I had the guy in my show. Um, I have, you know, I want to talk about some bad news that hit uh, Barry Weiss University this week, um, or the University of Austin, as they say. I want to talk a little about the Belarus situation. I think it's a little more of an indictment of U.S. foreign policy, as you might predict, I'd say, than people have acknowledged um i want to uh there's one other oh oh there's there's news on both the ivermectin and the lab leak hypothesis front i i think right, those were on my list I, what's that those were both on my list yeah i mean on on lab leak there's two different pieces of news and i think uh well i don't know if, uh, one of them may not be within the last week but together i think they moved the needle I'm still just agnostic, but I think they moved the needle a little back in the direction of uh, non-lab leak. Um, well, the ivermectin one was resolved. That issue has now been. Uh, everybody's claiming this. Brett blog, Weinstein this has post, is not waving the this, white flag yet. This post from Slate Star Codex resolves the issue. Uh, yeah, or, or as they call it now, astral something or other. Now that it's yeah. on subsec, Brett Weinstein has not is not waving the white flag yet. So it's not okay. it's not resolved until uh until that. Um, um and uh I wanna And why does why does David Frum hate Blake Masters? Oh, that it's, reminds me. Why um, why is that why is that a, a why is that become a thing? Um Well Frum hates uh, Trumpism. Masters is a Trumpist. But does he hate Trumpism without Trump? His old his old shtick to me when we had that debate in, in Cleveland, was correctly him saying Trump is, you know, Trump is just a bad guy. Even if you agree with his issues, he's a bad guy. That was, he had a whole anecdote about a guy, the problem with the, the something but, but diamond. Blake Masters is buying into some of the bad guyism, not just the Trumpism. And in fact, I plan to chastise you for for amplifying Blake Masters's voice on this very thing. That's going to happen Great. in the parrot room. Great. It's going to be okay. a th like a throwdown. It's like an S&M session. And then um, uh, maybe I'll get I don't think I amplified anything that Blake Masters said, but anyway, okay. I don't know. That's I mean, a fair amount of stuff. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm you, you, retweet, you, re you, you retweeted a video of his. I did? I believe so. If you say so, if that's if what it, you if say, if it's what you I, say, I hate it. If it's what you say, I'm skeptical. Um, uh, great. And then I presumably uh, something pop culture-ish. Uh, uh, maybe I'll talk a little about the way marijuana is coming to Princeton. 
There's, um, a, there's a quote from the local uh, free weekly that I thought you might find annoying. Are we going to do anything pop culture? Uh, I have a little yeah. pop culture thing, which is, is it safe for Mickey to go to a rock concert? Safe in the sense of not being assaulted in, assaulted by woke people who recognize you or safe in the no. sense of COVID? Yeah, second sense. Yeah, yeah, you should uh, go. Really? Okay. And I always have I think your best my line is heart. Only if it's a really good rock concert. But anyway. Yeah, that would be. It's Courtney Barnett. Courtney Barnett is. I don't, these names mean nothing to pretty me. Pretty great. Means, I, I don't Okay. Know. Okay, so that this is all at, at patreon.com slash. So we can have an educate room. Bob on culture. That, those, that's like explaining oh. somebody the rules of baseball. That's oh, wait, so here's a fun. question. Are we going to tape on the Friday after Thanksgiving? I know you're, you're going you're gonna to be like, of course we are, right? That's your answer. We're going to talk about that. Well, don't we need to talk about it now? Like, shouldn't we warn people in this podcast if we're not going to be here next week? It's too late for that. They should just check in and see. They have to pay. That's that's it. To find out if the free one is going to be available next week, <laughs> they have to pay and enter the. It'll parent. either be available this or it won't. I'm happy to take a week off. Are you? I'm happy to take a week off. Okay, yeah. so if we're not here. It means that Mickey was happy to take a week off, which apparently is. I, I've come under some pressure from the spouse to, uh, you know, try to take a break from my uh, my breakneck pace. Fine with me, but anyway. Well, we'll, we we'll, we'll finalize this in the parrot room. So folks, you're not going to find out for free. Um, okay, we got plenty to talk about. Plus, who knows? And we will see people in the uh, parrot room. Mickey is uh, scrambling to find the parrot even as we speak, because that's what always I, closes I, I found the, the parrot, deal. but I, I, yeah. I'm actually, but I'm re-buttoning the buttons on my shirt. I unbuttoned so I'd look like Bernardo Rilevi. Uh, it was- He never buttons. It was uh, it was ear an eerie resemblance. I mean, it just hit as it soon was, as I saw it. I just thought, that's that's uh, B H. What is it? B H L. Yep. Okay. We will see you in the capitalism. It is good. The capitalism. It is good. Well said.